the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. We're so glad that you're listening uh, with us today. My name is Danny Smith. I'm alongside Ben South. And Ben, how are you today? Danny, I am doing well. It's turning spring. Things are getting warmer. You know, we were talking a little bit ago. Last time we recorded, we were frozen in and sleet nice on the ground. And today it's like a warm summer day. But we're ready for spring and it's marching on anyway. So but we're doing good out here in the South. You know, it's funny here as well. Uh, it, I think it's 65 degrees today, which I think is still cooler than where you're at, but you know, short sleeves, air conditioner on, it's got me thinking about the beach. It's got me thinking about a little vacation. It's got me thinking about some spring break. Although, you know, here in Wyoming, you know, I think we're expected to get some snow in like two days. So it'll be tempered pretty well, but I think you guys are probably looking at uh, some warmer weather and that's going to be more than norm than not. So are you thinking beach? Are you thinking travel? You think it's spring break trips or anything along the lines? Well, I, I don't know that we're thinking spring break uh, because we homeschool, so it's not as big a deal for us. Uh, We actually, our kids are in co-op, so they have a two-week spring break. We usually just hang out because everybody else is going places. But we we are thinking that. And if we're not, I know the people in our church are. They're like counting down the days till spring break coming up and and going to be gone and traveling. And so it's it's one of those things. It's, It's turned into just like another vacation time. I know when I was growing up, Spring break was the week you just stayed home. We didn't do yeah, big that's vacations. Right. We didn't travel. We didn't go on these big things. We just stayed at home with mom and dad. Or, you know, mom was a school teacher, so we stayed home and she was there. Dad kept going to work. And it was just like, oh, this is just the week you don't go to school. It that's wasn't exactly this big right. vacation time. But our, our culture, I think, has turned spring break into a vacation week almost, where it's like everybody goes on vacation that week. Yeah, it's the same, you know, same growing up for me. It was, you know, just basically stuck at home for a week, which we enjoyed. Uh, but parents still went to work. And then, yeah, same thing out here. People are beginning to kind of get that uh, desire to get out of town and to get away. And, you know, it's interesting because when you think about ministry in the church, you you now have to account for, okay, here's a week where, so you got a Sunday on either side of it. So you have to think in terms of programming and, and all of that. Uh, you've got to think in terms of what are you going to do that week with potentially kids that do stay around? Are, are you doing anything children's ministry at your church or extra youth ministry stuff, college ministry? You know, these guys are taking off. And so it really does, you know, as you lead up to Easter, you've got this random moment where I've got to account for this, both programming wise, but Maybe even something we talk about today, personnel-wise. Like, how do you plan for those times personally, uh, whether it's spring break or later in the summer, uh, when you need to take time off? So how do you get that on the schedule? And when you're in a multi-staff church, how do you make sure not everybody wants to take that first Sunday of spring break off or the same Father's Day weekend every year or July 4th weekend, whatever it may be? So, uh, yeah, maybe we can kind of toss around that today to think about how do we schedule well just to make sure that uh, that we're taking all that into account. 
Yeah, I think that's a good topic to discuss. I'd want to start here. And the fact is, if your ministry, if your church gives you vacation time, you need to use it. That, in effect, is a part of your salary package. It's part of the benefit the church has given you. So if you don't use those days, some places may reimburse you. Where I am, we don't have reimbursement for unused vacation days. So we use them or lose them. And I've been notorious several years for, now I've been here a while, and so I have probably, I have more vacation time accrued and earned than a first-year staff member employee here at work at the church. But there have been many years I've left a week or more vacation on the table and haven't taken it. The last year or so I've been thinking, you know, I need to be more strategic about using this because it's part of the benefit the church gives me. It's part of my salary, in effect. But it's also not just from a time perspective. It's good for me emotionally, mentally, to have that time away to recoup, to heal, to grow, to relax and get away. So I need to be intentional about making sure I use that vacation time the church gives us. I think there's a tendency to just let the busyness uh, get away. Uh, maybe, um, you know, being the, the amount of time that you have, you might think, you know, one week away is good. Uh, and in some places it may be, it may be all you get. If you get more, leaving it on the table certainly is leaving salary on the table. And I think it's a great point. I think it, um, as a side note, reminds us that good organization in terms of a personnel policy, and we've not talked a whole lot about that on this podcast, but it, it can be a real benefit and a real value to your church. And I would even say this, um, if you're listening and you maybe you're like me in this situation where you're bivocational, still having that personnel policy, it helps your church understand um, maybe some, some necessary things that they can do, but it also gives you permission to understand how your schedule can work as well. So we could talk personnel policy in another podcast, but I think you're absolutely right. I think it's understanding how your benefits package works. It's understanding how the salary uh, works and you need to be able to rest. You need to be, there's a reason I think culturally people are taking um, spring break and other times to get away is because in every job, there is stress and there's just kind of an unending cycle of you've got to make sales, you've got to produce, you've got to do these things. So you got to get away. And the ministry is no different. You need to be able to unplug and to uh, to, to use that time wisely. Uh, now, Ben, one thing we were talking about a little um, off air as well is, you know, kind of in a bivocational setting, sometimes it's not as clear cut because you have a nine to five job plus you've got your uh, ministry that you're doing. And so sometimes there's no clear distinction hours wise of how much time you put into that. Um, but I know for me over the years being bivocational, the times that I have been, I have found that even when I take time off from the church, I may not have time off from work. Maybe they don't overlap for whatever reason, but just knowing that there's not a sermon to prepare that Sunday, um, being able to go to another church and listen to someone else preach has just been a great benefit um, as well. And so I think if we think about vacation time and time off, it, it's, it's both of those aspects that value what you're able to do, like in your situation or in a bivocational situation, also value that time away as a time to to use what God has given you in a, in a great way. 
when you talk about you know churches and the bivocational and the uh, maybe you you are bivocational and you have vacation times if they don't line up, that's where I think you really do need to be strategic in that because go to your church and say, look, this is the week my vocation, the full time vocation that's paying my bills, the majority of them anyway. I have vacation. I have this. Can we work to line up my time here with that so my family can truly get away? If you can't make that work, most churches are going to be, I think, willing to work with you on that. But if you can't still take that time away from the ministry side, like you said, Danny, to refresh, to go to another church, to, to listen, to just be fed and not always be the one leading in that area. It's it's very healthy for you spiritually and just emotionally and, and even physically, it's good to take that time off. So if you're in a ministry where maybe you don't have specific vacation times, I think that's one thing you do need to talk about with your church. Now, depending on your church, it may be a personnel team. It may be a, I don't know what all committees some churches have that use it. It may be the deacons that you need to talk to. But go to them and talk and say, hey, we don't have a clear vacation schedule or vacation time. You need to go and have that conversation. You know, it may not be they're going to give you six weeks vacation and probably shouldn't give you six weeks vacation. That's a lot of vacation. But, you know, a week, two weeks, and depending on how long you've been there, maybe more time. Uh, that's a, a conversation you need to have with the leadership who is there. Now, I know most churches are going to be good about this. They understand. I think even bivocational churches understand this, too, because they understand, hopefully, that they're, they're your second responsibility. While you are focusing there, you're putting a lot of priority and time, they are not financially able to fully support you even though you're doing full-time ministry so they are very willing generally from my experience talking to other pastors and some family members who are in that con- uh, situation they're, they're very understanding so make sure you have those conversations make sure you do take that time i think yeah i think it says a lot when you have that communication with um, that key leadership in your church um, whether bivocational or multi-staff and everything in between it's just a conversation. You know, uh, this past week, my oldest son was finishing up his basketball season. And this is something that his school here does that, uh, that at least so far in our experience, we've not had before. And they do an exit interview at the end of the season with all the players and, you know, just general information. It's a time for the coaches to tell them, hey, you know, here's some things to work on. And, and you know, my son was a little nervous because, you know, he's 17 and uh, he's not had to necessarily have conversations like that and so he and I were talking about maybe some things he wanted to say some things he wanted to express and the only advice really I I wanted to give him that I wanted him to take away from was just how you express it just the tone of it and I think sometimes in that conversation uh, where you might be a little nervous to bring this up maybe you feel like it's unspiritual to bring it up maybe you hate talking about money or financial or personnel issues because it's a, a church and it's not a business it's just all about how you express this in tone you know people then I totally agree I think most churches would be absolutely fine if you have something that's unwritten not put down we'll have that conversation and I think people will understand that Think about how you want to say it. Think about what you're asking for. Um, even express 
why, you know, these things are important for your families. And, and so if you go to your church, like you said, uh, six weeks, probably going to get some pushback. Um, but if you go in, uh, I don't know, Ben, uh, you, you see this a lot, I'm sure with other pastors and stuff. Um, I know a lot of times churches take their cues from, let's say, a school district, uh, especially like in a children's ministry or youth ministry position. They'll sometimes go, OK, what's a uh, this guy's been doing this for five years. What's a fifth year teacher in our school district? What are they making? What are some of their benefits? Um, don't be afraid to use some of those things as illustrations to go. Now, you can't take the whole summer off, but, you know, you can. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely should be maybe in this range. I think those are great cues to take. And I think people get that. And I think they understand that. Yeah, I think the importance there is just having that conversation, just ha- talking with people and letting them know, hey, we don't have a real clear plan. Can we develop a plan? Can Can you help us get to a place where we have a plan, where we do have a vacation just expectation. What I know, what I can expect from the church, and the church knows what to expect from me. You know, there's a there's an illustration I've learned over the last several months, um, and and some of the bivocational stuff I'm doing. It and it's it's simply this: don't sell out of your own pocket. And so I think when you have that conversation as well, let the church generate what that policy could look like. Now, if they come back and say, we're going to give you three days off a year, that's where you can certainly begin to maybe speak more into it. But I think churches genuinely love their pastors. Again, there's exception to every rule, love their pastors, love their staff members. And I think when you express it to them and you have that conversation with them, I think churches will actually surprise you with the generosity that they would give you uh, in that regard. Um, You know, again, in personal experience, um, there's always somebody in your church that thinks you don't work enough already, but we can't let those few define our physical and mental and spiritual health. We've got to be able to let the church um, generate uh, some of that uh, that time off. And again, I think you'll find that that churches can be generous. Another thing is to make sure you don't abuse it. Make sure you are very careful and cautious with how you use your vacation time. Don't do a lot of multiple weeks in a row if you have multiple weeks of vacation. Don't try to stack three, you know, three weeks together if you have three weeks of vacation. Spread that out. Be wise with how you schedule and plan. Not only are you not there when the ministry is going on and you need some check-in time, some time to be back with your people, they need to see you. But also you need to be aware of the schedule of the church. Don't take a week of vacation the week of Easter if you can help it. I understand there are sometimes anniversaries or exceptions that you just may need to be gone on a special big day or for your church. But let that be the exception, not the rule. Take your vacation time when it's strategically wise within the life of the church. I know back when I served as children's minister, we very rarely took our vacations in the summer because in the summer we our, our people were in and out but we had camps we had vacation bible school we had other pastors who were going and we didn't have kids in school age we didn't have the school year that we were fighting against and then when we put our kids in home started homeschooling our kids we didn't have the the structure of the school year that was a, a impediment to us taking vacation other times so be wise with when you schedule it 
be considerate of others based upon their needs and your needs. Don't say, well, this is the two weeks I'm going to be gone every year. It doesn't matter. Y'all can like it or lump it. This is when I'm going to be gone. So be considerate of the church overall and other ministers you may be serving with. Yeah, that's good wisdom right there because it's uh, it's easy to go, okay, it's summer. Let's take uh, let's take two weeks off. And maybe that's what you're going to do. Maybe you're going to take two weeks off. But yeah, the VBS and the camps and other ministries, it is certainly a wisdom issue. Um, you know, there's, there's only so much time, right? There's 52 weeks. We had an episode last, last year about holidays and what that looks like. And yeah, it's not abusing it and it's using wisdom and prudence and understanding how that church calendar works. And, you know, maybe, maybe your kids, maybe your wife's a school teacher, maybe, you know, with your kids are thinking, man, football starts August 1st or band starts August 1st, whatever they're involved with, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes you have to be creative in using your vacation schedule. But again, it's all about that communicating. If you've got, you know, two weeks of vacation at a church and you have to break that up into three or four different times that you use it, just communicate that to your deacons, communicate that to your leadership, communicate that to whoever uh, is running the calendar so that the way they know, hey, Yes, they have these three or four times that they're gone, but they're actually not using more. Um, I don't know. I just want to control the narrative on that things. Maybe I'm just selfish about it, but I just want to be able to say, hey, we didn't abuse it. We just had to get a little creative in how we used it and and just making sure that people um, understand that well. And and Ben, I'll just even throw in and maybe maybe people will shut me off right here. I don't know. Um, I, I'm all for boy, how to say this the right way. Maybe I'm just about to kick a hornet's nest, but I'm all for using social media to let folks know that maybe I'm on vacation, but I don't have to put every meal and everything that we do on there. I just think, just use wisdom in that because I think it can communicate something that you don't want it to. And again, maybe I'm just a little bit of a control freak and I like to control the narrative and, uh, if people see me eating at a seafood restaurant three or four days in a row and they're like, man, he must be spending big bucks on this deal. Is he using the church credit card? I don't know. Maybe there's just, just some prudence, use some wisdom about not abusing it, but also not creating uh, something that you don't want to get out of control. Well, there's another issue with that too, because that can cause issues back at church. Well, we're paying them too much. We're not, how can they afford to do all this? Because there are some people probably in your congregation who struggle financially and aren't able to do some of the things that you may be able to do. Um, so be careful. That's a really good word. Just be wise in how much you brag on what you're doing. You know, you know, if you're going to be going on these big vacations, the next week you probably don't need to say to the finance team, hey, I need to raise my salary. I just can't afford to live on what you're paying me anymore when the whole last week of your social media feed has been you on the beach and doing deep sea fishing and going to all these restaurants. So be, be wise in how you do some of those things. When you do take time off in that vacation that you do need to take, when you get back, especially on social media or let the thank the church thank them say hey my family we were able to get away we were able to go spend some time here you don't have to go into all the details of what everything you did it's not necessarily any of their business but thank them say thank you for thinking it's important for my family 
to take time away. And we are excited to be back with you this week. So that'll go a long way, too, in just encouraging your people, letting them know where you were, what was going on, and and helping them respect your time when you are away like that. Yeah, I think it's really good. Just having that attitude, uh, again, it's how you express it in tone. It is allowing the church to be generous to you and then recognizing that generosity, thanking them for that. Um, And it goes a long way sometimes with your critics when – a, you're not flaunting things, but you're also just showing some appreciation. Now, one aspect, too, that I think is important, you know, we've talked about communicating with key leaders. And maybe since we are a chair to leaders podcast, um, that flexibility that plays into it. So if Ben is looking at week A for his vacation time, but other staff members also looking at that is communicating with your pastoral leadership team. And so, you know, again, a lot of guys are in single pastor churches or it's a pastor and a youth pastor. So it certainly, but being there, there's challenges there just to be flexible to say, Hey, let's talk this through, you know, uh, what's going on. Are you just trying to go see the hogs play in Nashville, uh, or wherever the sec tournament is, or is there something, what can we do? Well, for me, that's a non-issue because I'm the one on our staff who approves vacation dates. So if there's a conflict and when it's with mine, I get to go on that date and the other person doesn't. So I'm the one who makes that decision here. Not really, but I am the one who makes the decision. But seriously, I think you do need to have those conversations. What I was talking about a while ago, be considerate of others. Don't say, this is the week I'm going every year and plan it a year out. And make sure you are being a good team player um you know if you have two or three staff members who who their anniversaries fall within the same week or weekend type thing every year well if you or one or two of you take that week every year it means that other staff member probably or possibly can't take that weekend that's important to them as well so be considerate of it in in the long run and you know share and share alike yeah i think there's a lot that we can uh, continue to talk about with vacation time and just personal time off. But, you know, if we kind of recap, it's certainly uh, communicating it well, communicating it to your church, to your key leaders. Um, If you're in the chair two, communicating that with chair one, Uh, it's being considerate of others. It's being thankful. It's being appreciative and it's being flexible. And, you know, Ben, it's that fun time of the year uh, where, and if y'all haven't picked up yet, Ben and I, we like to talk about weather. We like to talk about food and we like to talk about sports and my basketball team is in the tank. And so I think they'll show up to a basketball tournament for their conference, but they probably won't stay long. But Ben, you, you might have a team traveling and, uh, Boy, it, it may throw the whole staff into a frenzy to try to try to make it somewhere. So uh, are you excited about your basketball team? You got to be. I really am. So here's a little bit of a funny story. and I, I come back to something I wanted to add before we completely wrap up on taking your vacation time. And, and I'm going to make this make sense in just a second. Taking your vacation time, if you have that time, make sure you schedule it out. Because the the worst thing is when you get to the end of the year, I've got this time left and I don't have any time to take it and I just mm-hmm. lose it. So make sure you're planning it out. So my wife and I sat down. I've I've been at our church two decades or more. So I'm at a point, I've, I kind of maxed out on the vacation schedule that our personnel team has allotted for us. So we're allowed four weeks of vacation um, each year. And so it's difficult sometimes to plan, especially when you consider 
kids camps and youth camps that our kids are going to, uh, mission trips that I'm responsible for leading. Sometimes it's tough for me to figure out those weeks. So my wife looked at me a year or so ago and said, Ben, you got to take your vacation. We need to sit down. So we, like in October or November of last year, we didn't have a clue what we were doing. We didn't have a clue what was on the schedule, but we put three weeks on the calendar and said, those were going to be vacation. I don't have a clue what we were doing on all of them, still don't on some, but it may be that I just stay at home but I'm taking vacation those times that they're on the calendar and they're set. Then I was able to schedule everything else around that. Um, I avoided the big holidays, you know, church, big church days, but I knew those times that we would be out. And so it allowed me to schedule other things around that versus having to squeeze my vacation time, my family time in. So that being said, yes, we are excited about basketball coming up, but the problem is we had scheduled a week vacation coming up in just a few weeks. And we realized that, Last week, my son and I were looking at it, and the NCAA basketball Final Four, we're going to be out of town, and we're not going to be where we'll probably be able to watch it on TV. So it was a traumatic thing. We looked at rescheduling everything so we can watch that, but we're still going where we were going. But Yeah, no, that's fine. It, so as a side note to that, my our, some time off we got coming up, my youngest son loves the WWE and he's like, Dad, are we traveling on this particular date? And I was like, I think so. He goes, I don't know what I'm going to do because WrestleMania is that weekend. And so I'm simultaneously very proud of him, but I'm also <laughs> like, well, that's just too bad. So, <laughs> that's great. oh, my goodness. Yeah, just, yeah, schedule, be flexible, be uh, considerate, be thankful. There's, uh, again, as a side note, just get that personnel policy at least something and it'll help you out the church recognizes that so it's fun ben i appreciate uh, uh you sharing about these things yeah take your vacation you need it we all need it yeah that time away and, and it doesn't have to be somewhere expensive there are, for people in ministry there are places all over this country that will either give ministers reduced prices or some completely free places to stay so it doesn't have to be really expensive just to get away sometimes you can just stay at home and get those honeydew lists done and and just just get away mentally so just take your time take your vacation time yeah i like it Yep. Well, thanks for joining us this week on Chair Two Leaders. Hope uh, you enjoyed this time together. Make sure you find us on social media and like us and comment wherever you listen to podcasts. Hope you have a great week and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair Two Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair Two Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.